Welcome to The Ways of Water, a podcast series exploring our English waterways through the arts, ecology, industrial history, well-being, and the deep mysteries of water itself. Presented by me, David Bramwell, and with the occasional guest appearances from the inimitable John Shuttleworth and his neighbour Ken. As we know, terrible things are being done to our rivers right now by pollution from intensive farming, by the long-term effects of industrialization, by our privatized water companies, and by some of the insidious management practices of private landowners for hunting. This podcast series wholly supports the work being done by individuals and groups to give our rivers legal rights, to fight polluters, and to pressurize government bodies to do more. This series, however, aims to shine a light on our personal relationships with waterways, from those who it inspires creatively and spiritually, to the incredible community spirit of those who have suffered great loss during floods. Our guests include poets Ian Macmillan and Will Burns, musicians Grasscut, Bargee, Alice Lapworth, and nature writers Tristan Gooley and Chris Yates. We begin somewhere in a woodland in Sussex, far from a river, but in the excellent company of Mercury Prize-winning musician Sam Lee to discuss the relationship between water and Britain's folk and heritage. Float down, way down to Shawnee Town by the Ohio, and it's hard on the beach shore. She moves too slow. So, Sam, you've brought me out into, out into an open spot of a Sussex woodland, and we've got a fire. I was going to say Billy Can. We don't say Billy Can in England, do we? There's a kettle <laughs> hanging over. Hanging over the fire. It looks like there's been plenty of activity here from the last few nights. Do you want to say a bit about where we are and what you've been doing here? Yeah, this is the uh, the log cabin in the woods of Nolan Farm, uh, which is a, uh, a managed coppiced forest um, just outside of Barkham. And I've kind of taken up residence here to feed about 20 people a night um, in advance of our dark walks into the the scrub below to hear the nightingales sing and collaborate with them. Recently they've been they've been slacking on their duties and sometimes not showing up at all. <laughs> They're very temperamental creatures. You know, last night moonlit, beautiful warm night and they were barely bothering. Um, and then other nights the wind will blow, the rain will pour and they'll just sing irregardless. And I know that your passion for the land and nature extends to waterways and rivers as well. Indeed it does, yeah. And as a musician, are there connections between music and waterways and our heritage, our history of, yeah. of our canals and rivers? Yeah, very much. Um, the, uh, the, one of the archetypal lines in folk song is down by the old riverside. Uh, there's there's a, a huge kind of s- stream of narrative that deals with the banks, the river bank, that interface from one place to another, the rivers being a place of, um, of passage, of arrival, of nutrition, of death. There's a wonderful uh, folk singer, uh, Bob Roberts, who was the last of, last of those kind of sailing bargemen on the river who kept many great old songs going. Some of them were dealing with the whole transportation of convicts down, you know, watching them go from jail out east to be sent off to Australia on the transports. In fact, there's the, you know, there's the wonderful line from the singer with the second best name in all of folkdom called Jumbo Brightwell, only bettered by his father, Velvet Brightwell. <laughs> um, and Jumbo Brightwell sang uh, with the Botany Bay song, one of the transports, and um, there's the great line. Uh, 
Standing on the river on the 14th day of May There goes a ship of clever young men, a sorry song they say There goes a ship of clever young men, a sorry song they say And it's for some crimes they've done in their time be sent to Botany Bay. So there's that, there's the kind of the viewing, this idea of watching passage, seeing the ships come in and the ships go out. And there's a lot of fishing songs. There's a beautiful verse as part of the, it's a kind of a lament, the colour of amber or the I wish I wish song. Um, and this is a very, very unusual tune. Very, It's a Romany Gypsy uh, version from a flower seller from uh, Brighton called Marianne Haynes. And she had the, um, the I'd sing the two verses because the, the first verse is so gorgeous and it's, um, Oh, the first time we met was in the wild wood And the pinks and wild roses all around us they stood and you pulled off your apron Sheltered me from all wind Lovely Johnny, oh lovely Johnny What has altered your mind? Oh, I'll go a-fishing in yonder's brook And I'll catch my love with a line and a hook And if he loves me As I love him No man on earth Can part us two And so on. <laughs> it's a beautiful tune, you're right. Yeah. And, you know, I love that kind of metaphor of, you know, I mean, it's so simple, but there's something quite kind of simply uh, profound of the, I'll go, I'll go fishing and I'll catch my love. Yeah, this kind of, you know, procuring your lover is like, it's, has the same sort of adrenaline hit as <laughs> reeling in <laughs> a rainbow trout or some such. <laughs> Was it the, the, the workers who were writing these, or the, you know, the artists sitting on the riverbank observing and, and writing the songs for them, or again, a bit of both? No, uh, you're absolutely right, and in, in the same way that the clog dancing uh, honours the rhythms of the machines, um, and the best example of the way music is being improvised through, through labour is in the shanty singing, and the shanty man, uh, who'd be, whether that be on a, you know, on a rowboat or on, on, you know, on the riggings, uh, working the, the ropes of a, of a sailing ship would be using song, different songs would have different meter and time signatures to work with different, the different uh, necessary work. And the shanty men, I mean, the irony is we sing with the shanty today and we do it exactly how we've learnt it. But actually the shanty men's skill was not only for being a very high singer because the high song would cut through, you know, windy big vessels, but also they would be great orators and, you know, they would, the call and responses would be the shanty man singing the story of on board of the characters taking the piss out of the captain or 
lots of, you know, bringing pathos and the sadness of leaving shore. They'd be singing the, the kind of heart and uh, the stories of the men on board. And that, you know, wonderful to have a some of the great shantymen who were really kind of revered were a vital member of the crew because they were there to keep morale, keep the productivity up. So yeah, absolutely, they were being, the songs were being written on the spot. Literally, they would be feeding stream of consciousness in rhythm and in, in tune. Shall we, shall we brew up? Yeah, let's. But it always tastes better, doesn't it? I mean, food and drink always taste better outside. I must be going, no longer staying. The burning towns I have to cross. I must be guided without a stumble into the arms of my dear lass. And that's it, the, the, the burning Thames I have to cross. It's just an incredible idea. There's a lot of mythology in that about crossing of rivers. And it does feature in a lot of old ghost stories, uh, like is it Tamashin in the graveyard running um, running away from the, the witch in the graveyard and he has to get across because witches can't cross over rivers. Mm. Um, the witch grabs hold of the tail of the horse as he's fleeing over this out this graveyard and as he crosses the river her hand comes off and when he gets there the, her, the hand is still clinging on to his stallion's tail. The river is the threshold uh, that you cross over it and you kind of enter into the other realm um, and I think that's the same with the burning Thames after cross that's about the dead lover returning like across the river sticks mm. from from the realm of the dead to the living uh, to go and re revisit his lover who's still mourning for for him seven years after he's uh, disappeared. My teacher was a Scots traveller, Stanley Robertson, um, spent a lot of his youth, told amazing stories about the pearl fishing, which is now legal, but the travellers would go out into the river Don up in Donside, up in Aberdeenshire, and that was full of freshwater pearls, and they'd spend hours with their, with their glass bottles uh, looking underwater, finding, finding the freshwater mussels. Um, but they all lived in fear of the water kelpies and they all would tell stories about having been, you know, seeing people being dragged off to their death by these water kelpies. And they've all fought for their lives and escaped or gone to the river and seen them swimming there and, and, and immediately, you know, refused to go fishing that day. So, there's all, you know, there's all these wonderful myths about them, uh, how, you know, about the dangers of the river. You've also got some recordings of Alan Lomax, who, who many people know, spent a lot of time in America in the 40s and 50s, travelling around with Shirley Collins, collecting old folk songs. But he also did it closer to home. And, and am I right in thinking you've got some related to fishermen and fishing and waterways? Yeah, um, yeah. He, he when he was exiled during the McCarthy era, he came here and spent some years recording with the BBC. And um, he recorded a lot of singers that were, were kind of known within the folk establishment, such as this guy here, Harry Cox, who was a, actually a, a farmer, uh, not a fisherman, but uh, um, Lomax did actually record some of the great Norfolk fishermen. But uh, Harry was brilliant because I think his father was at sea, so he had a lot of f fishing and sea songs, but he also knew a lot about the Norfolk broads and uh, about the waterways there and, you know, 
done a lot of eel fishing. And in fact, I want to play this recording of the babbing for eels, which is one of the thickest English accents you'll <laughs> ever hear. Well, that was all through the babbing. He hired the broad. He didn't like people to go on. They would go. What was babbing? Babbing, taking eels out of the water on um, on a pole without hooks, worms, treads on wool. Make a bunch, tie a string out, and then you drop them in the water, and they hang on the teeth. You lift them over the foot, and they leave them and drop in, and you're in, you go again, up, come. He came with his music, began for to play. He thought about frightening those eels all away. So he stamped all his eels, his pike and his brims. We might know his own as they swam in the stream. Right, feather fellerelay, fellerelay, right, lural all day. Ways of Water was presented by me, David Bramwell, and with music by Oddfellows Casino. Find out more via drbramwell.com and check out Oddfellows Casino on Bandcamp, where you'll also find links to my album and book, The Cult of Water. Many thanks to all the guests in this series and to you, the listener. Watery blessings to you all.